Hey, you guys, this is your girl, Miss Dej, with the God and Gossip podcast show, episode number two. I am touching on a topic today that I think is familiar and near and dear to a lot of us, um, directly or indirectly. And so I basically wanted to call this episode Mental Health Check. So being as though we are in a crazy time with this coronavirus running rampant um, from host to host, as I like to say, that the coronavirus is our invisible enemy because we cannot see it and we don't know where it's coming from. You know, people are asymptomatic, they're not having symptoms, and then there's people who are severely sick and having symptoms and then they're dying. So, you know, the world right now is kind of in like a uproar and at a standstill in some ways. And I feel, you know, there's a lot of people who do have some depression that might actually be being triggered way worse than they probably have ever been now that we have to be on quarantine inside of our homes. Um, some people hate being home all the time. Um, I know with depression, they just want you to kind of be active and to get into a healthy routine of doing things. And so even with that, let's, let's start with the topic of depression. You know, when you're depressed, you're, you're not interested in doing things you typically would. You're kind of in isolation. You're sleeping a lot. Um, you're ruminating a lot. You just, you feel like you kind of have no will to live or do anything. And there are people who suffer from seasonal affective disorder, which is seasonal depression um, because of the lack of vitamin D from the sun. And then there are people who actually just have, you know, chronic depression or some people have um, situational depressions. They go through breakups, divorces, um, trauma. Um, things like that, and even, you know, PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. And I think, you know, even in just that little glimmer of a topic that I skimmed over that part, people are going to definitely suffer from PTSD, I feel like, personally, um, after all of this is, is said and done. Um, this coronavirus is really showing people, like, their true character. A lot of people are losing their minds if they weren't lost already. Um, there's a woman here in my city um, in Pittsburgh. She coughed all over about $35,000 worth of produce, and now she's facing felony charges. But I don't know if you guys remember, there was a woman maybe when it was still summer, she was licking the ice cream and putting it back and recorded herself doing it. And she also faced some charges because of that. Um, there are people coughing on people on purpose. Um, the world is in an uproar right now. And I think a lot of it too is, you know, people's mental health is not intact. It's not in order. People don't have people that care about them and that are checking on them and making sure that they're okay and doing okay. Um, they're just out here in the world, I guess, in a sense, looking for attention and looking for someone to kind of care. And even if, you know, it's negative attention, 
they're getting attention. There's just people like that, you know, any sort of attention is attention. Um, so anyway, I was on NAMI, which is the National Alliance of Mental Illness, and I found a few numbers that were, you know, really crazy to me because I find a lot of it to be true because now that the mental health spectrum of diagnosis for different illnesses is so vast. Um, I could see how this is possible. About one in five U.S. adults experience mental illness, and that could be depression, anxiety, um, schizophrenia, borderline personality disorder, things like that. Then it says one in 25 um, U.S. adults experience serious mental illness each year. So that could be the depression of losing a job, losing a loved one, um, a breakup, you know, trauma, different things like that. Then it says one in six youth age six through 17 experience a mental health disorder. Um, I have definitely noticed that the age for children um, with mental health disorders, especially depression, has gotten to be lower and lower. There are seven, eight, nine, ten-year-olds committing suicide because they're being bullied at school and they they don't feel like they belong or fit in. And, you know, it's 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 very, very, very disheartening for me to even wrap my mind around being that young, you know, and having those type of thoughts. But, you know, with the rate of bullying going on and up and you know with social media there's cyberbullying now it, it just makes it worse so I also got another number that says suicide is the second leading cause of death among people 10 to age 34 and that goes back to like I was saying about the number age wise is declining and getting lower and lower for children um you know, I think we as parents, because speaking for myself personally, because I am a mother, um, I think that we need to sometimes be a little bit more involved with the things that are going on, even if they're small, with our children and kind of checking up on situations or, you know, having more sit downs with parents and other students that are dealing with these type of issues, even maybe like bullying support groups or something might be something that could be in schools for kids. And it'd be something that's more like a secret society in a sense to help kids have more self-esteem and look at themselves in the mirror and see someone worthy because little Susie Cupcake told Rebecca that she was ugly and that everyone hated her and now she really believes it and it's not true. A lot of the issues that you know these children are putting on to other kids are their own self issues that they're projecting onto someone else because they might even be having issues in their own home. Who knows? Um so I 
speak on this personally for myself. Um, I do go through situational depressive episodes, which I think that happens. That's sort of like a normal thing um, for people. And I think I do have a little bit of seasonal effective, but I have learned that if you go to the gym, it's like taking an antidepressant a day. Um, you know, an antidepressant pill if you go every day or if you get some activity in, you know, that gets your heart rate going, you know, for um, 30 minutes to an hour period, you're giving your body those endorphins that it needs to trigger you into happy land instead of depressy land. So, you know, I think in talking on mental illness as well, um, I have a mother. She is schizophrenic. She got diagnosed with mental illness when I was about six. So I was in the first grade. And also I have a 30-year-old brother and he has the same illness as my mother. And it's crazy because, you know, as a kid, I didn't understand what sick meant because I'm an African-American woman and in black families we tend to like to not acknowledge things or sweep them under the rug which is unfortunate because it leads to a lot of suppressed emotional um, issues and just holding on to things and resentment later and it affects you as you go through your life you know, into adulthood if you don't deal with it and get help, especially. So, you know, at the age of six, um, my mom had a nervous breakdown and we were living in Atlanta and my mom, um, you know, ended up in the hospital and my grandmother came from Pittsburgh, where I currently am now, um, to Atlanta to help my stepdad you know, try to get my mom together. And it's been a rough, rough, rocky road ever since then. Um, growing up, I never really knew exactly what was wrong with my mom. I thought that she just genuinely hated my guts. And as a child, you know, you see things and you hear things and you don't quite understand because your mind can't even com comprehend what is being said because you're so young. You know, it was always your mom's sick, your mom's sick. And I I never knew what that meant. Um, They never would tell me that she had a mental illness until I got older and kind of like could put two and two together. And so my mom has suffered. Um, She's 58 for a long time. I'm 35. So I have a very vast knowledge on schizophrenia um it's a hard illness to deal with the the people who have it think that you know after some time of being on medication that they can get off they cycle through being on their meds and coming off of them and then they go and have like some episode doing god knows what because the tear of it in certain people can be a little extreme and elevated than in some others where some people are active actively being violent because they're hallucinating and you know with schizophrenia I don't know if a lot of people know this um you hear voices and these voices could tell you to do anything you know and so that becomes a scary thing 
being a high school student and knowing at that point that your mom does hear things and she already treats you pretty bad that you could not wake up one day and so you know I tell people all the time to be kind to one another to smile at somebody because you you honestly never know what people are dealing with every day and it it makes me so sad because people are so mean and I mean there's this hurt people hurt people cycle that people go in and out of and and I get that because I've been hurt before and I've hurt also in in my hurt and even unbeknownst to my hurt I have hurt people because of my past and I didn't realize it until I sat down and got real with myself and realized that there were some things that I wasn't dealing with and that I needed to and and it didn't make it that there was something wrong with me like my mental health is so important to me because I look at my mom and I look at my little brother and it makes me sad because I'm like wow I could have easily been just like them and or my brother could have been normal and I could have been sick whatever normal is anyway and it makes me appreciative of every small thing, every little thing and people that I come in contact with. Um, it, it makes me love harder. It makes me hold hands just a little longer and hug a little tighter because, you know, every day people are dealing with their own lives and they're dealing with their own childhood traumas their own day-to-day traumas, their own insecurities and inadequacies, and people make it worse. And there are people in the world who don't know how to cope with the things that they're dealing with, and a lot of them are very much ashamed to tell anyone because they're scared that they are going to be looked at as a weaker person in society. And I don't think that is true. I mean, I go to counseling every single Monday right now um, because of Corona. I have been doing online, like virtual video chat um, counseling still. And, you know, there's at this point in my life, I'm fine. I don't have anything wrong with me. I've dealt with all of my issues um, as as a child. Um, I had some things that I had to deal with with my mom and just other things that had happened to me and you know I sit and think of all of the things that have made me feel like I was going to lose my own sanity Um, and I had to battle through some of the hardest times of my life crying in my bed in a ball on the floor Um, you know just feeling desperate and alone and and misunderstood and so you know in that in my transparency and in my acceptance I found healing you know and I'm still learning to um accept some things that I've had to deal with because of my mom's illness and how she treated me growing up you know at this place now she's on a decent cocktail of medication and it has her somewhat decent 
um, she's not as aggressive or intrusive or mean as she was um, when she was on these other meds. And then that's that's a lot of it, too. You feel bad. You see them. You know they need their meds. They get on the meds, and then, boom, they turn into zombies. They sleep all day. Some people get, like, a twitch or do things with their mouth. They have another condition, um, like smoking. A lot of people who are diagnosed with schizophrenia also smoke. I don't know if a lot of you knew that or have noticed that. Um, that's kind of something that almost is synonymous in a way. And, you know, it, it, it just, it makes you look at people and realize that, like, your life's not as bad as you thought it was. You know, my mom's trying to build whatever version of a mother-daughter relationship that it is that we are going to have at my age now and it's hard for me sometimes because she is not normal I mean in the traditional sense of the word and you know a lot of people sit and they're like oh you know just meet her where she is and it's like I can't be in that place because I'm not in that place and I don't want to trick myself into believing something in her delusion of grandeur that she might have that's unrealistic um, because it's not fair to me, you know, and it's not fair to her. And so, you know, in my everyday process of growing to be a better person, I'm learning to grow and understand her and her illness and people like her um, who also suffer from other forms of mental illness. I will say I think that sometimes I get a little anxiety um from different things and that is in lieu of having PTSD in a sense because of things that I had to deal with with my mom growing up you know people like to try to tell you what to do or how to be towards someone until it happens to them or someone they know or love and then you know the song sounds a little different when they're singing it you know we as a people needs to check on people, do a mental health check, check on your strong friends, check on your weak friends, check on everybody. You know, this virus is stealing a lot from people, it's stealing people's finances, it's stealing people's health, it's stealing people's lives, it's stealing people's moms, dads, cousins, uncles, sisters, brothers. I mean, it's stealing people's mental stability. You know, you think you wake up and you hear something else, another 30, 50, 100 days in the house on quarantine, you know, and then people start to look like I don't have a savings or I don't I can't afford this. What's going to happen to me? And then there's people with children who think what's going to happen to myself and my children or my child. And, you know, it creates anxiety or depression and it makes the situation just way worse um than it, it it than it already is it's already horrible but this just is adding you know insult to injury within an already you know enormous weight that's already on people's shoulders when they wake up every day i hope that you guys pick up the phone today and call someone that you care about and check on them. You know, I talked to my brother. Um, I kind of skimmed over him. 
I talk to him pretty regularly. Um, I have to de-escalate him a lot because his version of schizophrenia that affects him is a lot different than my mom's. He's not aggressive or like mean like my mom is, but he goes and starts talking, you know, about the craziest things. And I have to like reel him in, you know, I'm like, hey, bro, you know, you trust me, right? And he's like, yeah, you're my sister. I'm like, I've always protected you, right? Our whole lives. And he's like, yes. And I'm like, you trust me, right? And he's like, of course I do. And I'm like, baby boy, it is not real. It's all in your head. And then I just give him a lot of affirmations and positive thinking um, scenarios for him to digest things different. Because my brother, in spite of his illness, he's very, very smart. And he usually can kind of process the things that I'm saying in whatever normal capacity for him, you know, and he's usually de-escalated by the time we get off the phone. And so that always makes me happy. He lives in Atlanta still, and I'm back here in Pittsburgh. So, you know, I don't get to see him as often. So I worry about him a lot. But, you know, with with people who have mental illness, family members, it's not a very easy thing to cope with on a day-to-day basis and you know you just wish that things could happen for your loved ones and people you know to make them see how great life is and to experience how great life can be and you just you feel so sad and disheartened because you know they'll never be able to have those days um maybe never, you know, or whatever version of those days they may have don't last very long. And so I just, I beg you all to call someone, just call someone and, and love on them and forgive people, forgive people who have hurt you in this time, put grudges to the side in this time, Allow love to fill your heart in this time. And just just, <laughs> just understand that it always gets worse before it gets better. And that I, I know for a fact because I've seen a lot of things get worse before they get better. But in that, just knowing that they do and they will get better, that, you know, Good things are just around the bend. And even if you don't really believe that, just telling yourself that and and allowing yourself to even utter the words is in itself manifesting a better version of what negativity you thought might have been or that you saw. It gives you perspective on light at the end of the tunnel, a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. And just knowing that, you know, in spite of this hard time that might be upon you or upon us, because I'm right there with you. I'm not working right now. Um, I had to close my salon. And so I understand just the unknowing and not being sure what's going to be for you or your business or anything like that. But I'm being optimistic. I'm remaining hopeful. And I am just hoping that you guys will do the same. So if any of you guys are suffering from depression or anything like that, 
just take a deep breath and close your eyes and just harness your energy on something positive and allow yourself to just get lost in that moment even if it's just for a moment and and it feel like the sun is shining down on you and you feel warm and you feel happy <laughs> and and just stay in that place i just beg you to stay there and try to dwell in that place as long as you can and i hope that when you open your eyes that you see a little bit more color and a little less dark and i just wanted to end this with my mantra <laughs> you guys are money magnets beyond bless use your platform for a purpose turn your pain into purpose change your mindsets from scarcity to abundance from obstacle to opportunity opportunity to overcoming overcoming to overachieving let us do more than good and to be great today. Be a joy carrier. Be a light carrier and be love. Be love. Let us do more than good and to be great and be love and be joy. Be someone's love and peace and joy today, you guys. And I just thank you all for listening. I thank you all for your feedback and I thank you all for being a change agent and being the change that you want to see. I love you all. XO. Dej.